let's talk about all the things you didn't learn at school. Let me help you understand your body, manage your mind, and explore the gifts of Mother Earth. Why? Because you have so much more control over your health and your dreams than you may have ever been taught before. Together, we will embrace it all. The ups and the downs, the ugly and the beautiful, the practical and the mysterious. It's time to navigate this thing called human life, not just be along for the ride. I am your host, Dr. Laura Hughes, and this is Earthling 101. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the podcast, our first podcast episode of 2022. And I... I felt something shift in the air. I don't know about you guys, but um, 2021 was a lot and I kind of disappeared from the space for a little bit and I'm going to explain more about that in a few minutes. But despite the fact that there's like a massive snowstorm happening outside right now, I I definitely feel lighter than I did um, towards the latter half of 2021. I know that there's a lot going on astrologically. We're actually not going to spend a lot of time on the astrology today because it doesn't really matter. I really want to get into the crux of your belief and what's possible here and really bring us back to the whole thesis of this podcast, which is that, you know, we were all born right now for a reason. We're all meant to do amazing things here on earth to help usher in this new earth and new potential and all the possibilities that come with that. And that's what I want to dive into today. But I can't help but sit here and like marvel at the snow because I used to think that I hated cold. Like, you know, I'm from Canada. I grew up in Canada. It's kind of just like what we put up with here. Um, But I love, you know, I walk around in bare feet all the time. I love the beach. I love the salt water. I love the sauna, you know, jungle climate. I never really thought I liked the cold. But I don't know if you've seen this popping up on social media, but um, I wouldn't even call it a trend. I don't think that's the right word. There's there's a health movement, shall we say, um, surrounding cold water. And it's really interesting because when I was studying naturopathic medicine, we did a lot in hydrotherapy. So hydrotherapy is the use of water and temperature for supporting your body. And there's a lot of evidence and a lot of physiological changes that can happen in your body using heat and using cold. And it's, it's not super sexy and it tends to not make people a lot of money. So, so a lot of naturopathic doctors actually don't incorporate it significantly into practice, which is really unfortunate because when we look back at the history of naturopathic medicine, um, it plays a huge part. And, you know, the founders of naturopathic medicine were these, you know, these doctors in Switzerland who people would go up to the, you know, the top of the mountain in Switzerland to these little resorts and like walk barefoot in the grass and barefoot in streams and sit outside and they would get better. So there's definitely something to be said about using water, the elements, temperature to support our bodies. And there's a gentleman in the Netherlands, his name is Wim Hof, and he has kind of become a cultural phenomenon in making cold water exposure kind of sexy again. And there's a local community here where I live in Toronto that started dipping in the lake. So by dipping, I mean going into the cold water in the lake. So that like today, like, I don't know, it's probably minus 10 degrees Celsius outside and like a lot of snow. There's people down in the lake today dipping and not swimming, but just like going in for two minutes and coming back out. And I thought to myself, I saw these people doing this and I was like, I love the water so much. I love the lake so much. Like, why am I not taking advantage of doing this all year? And I slowly realized that for me, 
the benefit of doing the cold water therapy would be for my mind. And I preach a lot here and I work a lot with my my private one-on-one clients through coaching on just how we can get caught up in our mind and how, um, you know, our, our primitive brain can take over really easily. And, you know, we have the power to override anything our brain is telling us. And cold water, going in cold water in the middle of winter in Canada is one of the quickest ways you can like prove that to be true. So my very first time going in, it was, it was amazing. It was like, it was really, really cold. And I found myself only going halfway in. And part of my brain was saying like, go in. And the other part was saying, no, like you don't have to. And I got out and I was really proud of myself. But then after I thought to myself, like how many times in my life have I only gone halfway in? Like where else in my life am I going halfway in? So it's a, it's a really beautiful meditative way to like, just look at your life. And of course, the next time I challenged myself to go all the way in, it's like, you know, right up to my neck. And I felt so victorious and so alive. And, you know, so there's that like, like conquering your brain aspect of it. Like you can do hard things. And then there's just like the exhilaration that comes with that. And it's addictive. I've met the most amazing people who, you know, are living their life and being, choosing to be alive during these times that we're in. And it's just been so fun. So that's a tangent, but um, that's kind of what I've been up to this winter. But today, let's get back to the let's get back to the topic on that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about dreams and not the kind that you have when you're asleep, but the kind that you create. I want to talk about the revolution of dreaming. And this came to me today because this is really the time of year. We're in January 2022. Um, you know, thanks to conditioning that we have, right? Where a lot of us are thinking about dreams and like New Year's resolutions and what we want to create and the people we want to become and what we want to change and fresh starts and potential. And that can be good and that can be bad or, you know, not good or bad. That can be, that can, it, it just is what it is, right? Some people really love using January as a time to anchor into all of that and some people really avoid it. And whoever you are, that's totally fine. And at first I wanted to call this episode the revolution of dreaming. So like if you look at the title of the episode, I have it like, there's like an R in brackets and then like evolution. I wanted just to call it the revolution of dreaming because I was in a really fiery, passionate energy thinking about this topic. But then like when I wrote it down to like make some notes and I looked at the title, I was like, isn't that interesting that revolution has the word evolution in it. And like, I know they mean different things because they're different words, but I don't know, like once you see a word embedded in another word, you can't help but wonder if they're energetically connected somehow, right? And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if we give language enough credit for carrying energy. And a lot of us don't use our words intentionally. And I know that, like, I don't, I just, maybe we take our language for granted, our words for granted. And this kind of messed with my brain a little bit when I was like, evolution, revolution, like what is going on here? So anyway, I pulled up my dictionary and this is what I found. So evolution refers to the gradual development or changes in something over a period of time. Whereas revolution is the fundamental change in something in a staggeringly short period of time. So when I saw this, I was like, yes, 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 yes. This is the energy that I wanted to bring to this topic of dreaming. Because with respect to this topic of dreaming, evolution and revolution, these words, they're both intertwined. They're both important. And when I explain how I got here to like kind of put these ideas together for an episode, um, and like what I've been up to the past few months or like not up to the past few months, I think it will make more sense. Um, but in a nutshell, before we get going, this is how I really want to anchor this in. We need people to go first. 
we need to evolve the concept of dreaming as a whole. But in order to like lay that blueprint down, we need the revolutionaries to go first. And maybe you're like, you just heard me say that and you're like, Laura, I'm so tired. I don't know what I want. I don't have the energy to dream. I don't have the energy to do anything except, you know, feed my kids, go to work, go to bed. I'm fine where I am. This is enough. And if that's you, that's totally beautiful and totally fine. But I want you to listen all the way through. Don't give up because you're like, okay, I don't want to be a revolutionary. That's not for me. I want you to be here for this conversation because I was exactly where you were a few months ago. And like maybe for different reasons, like we all have different lives and different circumstances and different um, responsibilities, but it felt safer for me not to dream. I felt safer not being revolutionary. And then I realized that the safety wasn't worth it. The safety was actually an illusion, (laughs) you know? And I realized that the revolution doesn't have to be exhausting or time consuming or take energy. It can really just become a new way of life that opens you up to so much more peace and love inside of yourself and offers so much more potential for the people around you in your community. And I think this is the ultimate gift. So for the past few months, (laughs) on a professional level, I found myself in, I wouldn't call it a rut, but more of a holding pattern. You know what I mean by that? Like, you know, when you're in an airplane and things are kind of backed up and like you're just about to land, but then you start to circle the airport until it's your time to land. And I don't know why I have this analogy. Like my dad was a pilot and I've I've flown a lot. So like I can feel this in my mind. I can like picture us in this holding pattern trying to land somewhere. And sometimes you can do this for like up to an hour, depending on what's going on with the air traffic and the weather. And like you, you can feel the plane circling. And if you have a window seat, you can actually watch the process. Like you literally watch the ground because there's nothing else to do because you have to have your headphones out and like seats up and, you know, trays up and all that stuff. And like, if you're watching the ground, you can see the same landmarks over and over. Like it gets really boring and predictable. You're like, okay, fourth time round, but it's safe, right? The plane is in control. You're just cruising at the same altitude. This is like literally how I felt. Um, Like I knew exactly what I was doing. I was consciously choosing not to come in for a landing and make my mark somewhere on earth with my message and, you know, for my people. I was kind of just above it all looking down. I was coasting. It was easier to keep doing that until suddenly it wasn't, until suddenly it got really, really boring. And I really got bored with myself and I had to sit with myself and say, okay, Laura, like you're almost out of gas. Like really not sharing who you are, not, not, not showing up as the person you are here to be, um, not being yourself takes a lot more energy than any, like it, it just takes a ton of energy. Like it takes a lot more energy to hide than it does to show up. So like if we're showing up as ourselves, um, it can feel scary, but like it's not as exhausting as like consciously trying to hide yourself and not show up. So I had to ask myself like, okay, Laura, like you're actually almost out of gas. You're exhausted. You're bored. Like what is going on? And I realized like when I really sat with it and just kind of like dug in a little bit, um, I was caught in a pattern. I was caught in a holding pattern and that's the best way I can describe it is like I was in this weird form of people pleasing. And I say weird form because I think generally we think of people pleasing as doing things to make other people happy. Like we're actively doing things to try to, you know, get that validation from other people. We're putting other people's emotions um, and happiness above our own. And I was kind of doing the opposite. Like I was not doing things because I was afraid of upsetting people. 
And like, I'm a dreamer. I rock boats. <laughs> I have a free spirit. I've always had big dreams and big vision and haven't been afraid to like, you know, go out on a limb and like do things that didn't make sense to people. It's kind of how I got to where I am today. And like, since the birth of this podcast, you know, there's so much that I want to stand up on my soapbox and say, and nothing gives me more joy than helping people understand that life can be different than what we were taught, right? It's the whole freaking concept of, of my podcast and what I do. But I think just, you know, maybe there's a lot of different reasons, but what I came to is this, that with the compound heaviness of the last couple of years, especially where I live, um, and I don't know where you guys live and it could be different for you and you might not resonate with this, but where I live, there's a lot of polarity, a lot of opinion, a lot of sadness, a lot of heaviness. Um, you know, I had friends that couldn't go spend Christmas with their family because of like family feuds around vaccine mandates. I have people who've lost their jobs or who've had to, who've, you know, lost their jobs for like a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, we're in like the fifth cycle of lockdown, you know, friends who are parents are losing their minds because they have full-time jobs and have to homeschool. There's like a lot going on. Um, and just, the mainstream media in Canada is an interesting beast. And if you know Canada, I don't have to elaborate on that. And if you don't know Canada, just like, believe me. Um, well, you don't have to believe me, but just that's, that's just my opinion about it. Um, so, you know, all this is going on and I was seeing people who I love and admire and respect post things on their social platforms because, you know, this is how we're keeping in contact with people because we can't see anybody. Um, I saw them posting things about how much they were suffering. And I really grappled with that because, you know, I love my people, but I wasn't suffering. I was actually okay. You know, and that d doesn't mean that I never got frustrated or sad or that things weren't coming up or that, you know, it always felt like unicorns and sparkles and rainbows. Things came up for me that were super heavy and super tender. But I think I've just spent so long unpacking my shit <laughs> and shedding layers and remembering who I am and cultivating courage consciously and making really hard choices that were driven by my soul, that I have enough awareness of myself and my spirit that generally speaking, I can hold what comes up. I can manage it. I can hold the light and I can hold the darkness. I can allow the bad stuff to be there and I can be okay. And, you know, maybe it takes some time sometimes to process it all through, but generally speaking, I can cultivate the belief that life is happening for me and I can hold it and I can, can, I can expand my container. So as the world kind of gets more and more crazy, I'm, I'm still okay, right? But for whatever reason with this situation, I got all up in my head and I was not managing my mind. I was not managing my thoughts and my beliefs. And, you know, I had all these things, all these worries, like, was I, would I, would I be insensitive if I shared that I was doing okay? And my dreams and my goals and, um, you know, everything that I want to share on this podcast, right? Was I being naive? Was I being privileged? And that's a huge, uh, I don't want to say trigger the word privilege, but something I'm sensitive and aware to aware of, right? Just again, because of lots of stuff happening in the world right now. And I'm really conscious of being aware of my privilege, especially as a white, hyper-educated woman in the world. And I know that with my privilege, there's certain things that I am um, able to create and able to sit with because of because of my privilege that not everyone has access to. So I'm just after some like deep conversations with people, I'm I'm really aware of this and and it was really messing with my mind, like what was safe to show up with and what was not safe to show up with. Um, 
yeah, so no wonder I was paralyzed, right? Like those thoughts feel terrible. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I have kind of trained my brain to work with something called the model, which is just a really quick and easy way to become aware of how we create results in life, whether that be consciously or unconsciously. And basically in a nutshell, it is that we have neutral circumstances in life. We have thoughts about those circumstances. Our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions drive our action and our action creates our results. So if I'm having thoughts like, ooh, it's not safe for me to show up because you know people will think I'm privileged, that created feelings of uncertainty and confusion and you know paralyzed. And the action I took from that feeling was nothing. Like I just stopped my podcast, I stopped sharing, I stopped dreaming, I stopped dreaming because it felt safer not to. So this is the, like one day, like, as I said, I had to snap myself out of it and I had to decide. And I think it helped, you know, I I believe as humans, we have free will. And like, as you've heard me preach here before, we never depend on anything to snap us out of ruts. We, We can take full control of our life, but we can also ride the energy when it's available to us. And I think definitely a lot of what was happening to me was very divinely timed and there was like a lot of transits going on astrologically a lot of collective energy happening that was really forcing me to look at these shadows and purge a lot of stuff and sit with a lot of discomfort and again with the shift that's happened in 2022 it allowed me just the breathing room to really look at it and not judge myself and that has been one of the most freeing things as well is like not judging myself from being in a quote-unquote holding pattern or rut for a few months but just really looking at it as the gift that it is right So I decided to snap out of it. I decided that these beliefs weren't serving me. They weren't serving my community. They weren't serving anybody because I wasn't taking any action from them. So I had to decide to believe new things. And the new belief that I had to adopt was that if we have privilege, it is our very duty to dream. If we have privilege, it's our very duty to dream. And if we don't, nothing changes. The world stays in its own holding pattern. The world stays exactly how it is right now. The new earth isn't created. And maybe it's just who I choose to surround myself with most of the time. But I know very few people right now who are actually satisfied with the trajectory of the world. And they can have polarizing beliefs around why things are happening the way they're happening right now and like what the answer is for the way out, but very few people are satisfied with the way things are going. We want things to change. We want new systems and structures and possibilities. And what's standing in the way of that just happening with natural evolution, right? Because as I said, with evolution, the definition above it, you know, evolution refers to the gradual development or changes in something over a period. So things are going to evolve even without revolutionaries. So why are things, why do things just feel stuck right now, right? And I think a huge part of what's going on right now and why there's so much global tension is there's like a massive inability for people to have deep conversations. There's like a lot of really strong belief and a lot of, not a lot of deep conversation. And I think that's because we haven't been taught how to hold discomfort, right? Because having a deep conversation with someone who believes something different than you requires you to hold discomfort. It requires you to be wrong. It requires you to come up against things that feel maybe sharp to you, right? Um, And we see this. There's like tons of trains of belief in the world right now about what's happening. Very, very strong belief and what the best course of action to get out of it is. But how many conversations have you seen televised or in the newspaper or even with friends 
bringing people together and openly debating and discussing without judgment. Not a lot, right? Like I haven't personally. And I think that globally, we need to express pain and frustration and fear and all of the things bubbling under the surface that nobody seems willing to sit with. And by nobody, I mean, you know, politicians, media, big players who are in positions to shift the compass on things really quickly. So it has to start with us. It has to start at the individual level. We can't wait for that because it's not happening, right? And with that in mind, we have to keep in mind that not all of us are equipped to do this right now. And that's okay. And this is where the privilege piece comes in. There's a lot of people suffering right now from the events of the last few years, like as I described above or above before in time on the podcast, I'm like looking at my notes. I wrote them above, but also like with bigger themes like generational poverty, generational trauma, right? From patriarchal supremacist systems. There was a lot of suffering going on before COVID ever happened, right? A lot of people who were born into situations where they would never, they just don't have the capacity to be able to have the luxury to sit with holding emotion and holding that for the world and learning how to, how to be safe with that. So someone has to do it. Someone has to do it to move the needle if they can't do it, right? So if you aren't suffering, if you have been born into privilege, if you do have the ability to sit with and learn how to hold big emotions, On the other side of that, like it's just miraculous. And I'll get to that in a second. But how do we do that? Like, how do we do that? We dream. We use dreaming as a tool to expand our life and create the new earth that we all aspire to, not as a means to escape our life. And this is the evolution. This is why we need to evolve what it means to dream and why we need the people who are going to go first And revolutionize the process so other people who aren't quite there yet have something to calibrate to when they get there, right? Those people who can't quite hold it all yet, those people who don't have the capacity capacity to be there yet, they, you know, when things kind of settle for them, if we can create the space for them, because we're holding it for them, they'll be able to calibrate to something when they're ready. And I remember when I first stumbled into the coaching and self-help development space, It was like 2015, you've heard my story in episode seven of this podcast, which I always refer to. And I remember stumbling into this space and it was all about, you can live the life of your dreams. And I mean, that probably always has been a running theme within the self-help world, but you know, it was 2015 and I could see the gurus who were targeting me with their books and their ads. And it was all about at that time, at least the private jets and the working from the laptop on the beach and the money and like, you know, 10K months. And looking back, what they were teaching was very much an outside in game. Like when you get here, when you create this wealth and this luxury, you will feel amazing. Like when you escape your current situation, you will feel happy and safe and excited and blah, blah, blah. But that's never what happens. And that's not sustainable because wherever you go, you take yourself with you. And I think this is the danger of the self-help space. And this is why I became like disillusioned with it for several years, because I always felt like I was chasing something and I always felt like what I had wasn't good enough. And, you know, it almost became like when I dreamed, it was like I wanted, I was dreaming something to escape my life. That's the only way that I can describe it. And I can see now that dreaming from that place is super privileged and naive and actually kind of selfish. And what I realize now is that life isn't an outside in game. It's an inside out game. 
there is a huge difference in wanting to achieve something or create something to escape where you are because you're working under the assumption that when you get there, you'll feel a certain way, right? We're assuming the circumstance is going to make us feel a certain way versus making a decision that you're going to create something in your life that you don't have right now and you're owning that. There's no shame in that because you know that it's the person that you become in the process of creating that that is the the, the real gift, right? Because the cool thing with this evolution and revolution when it comes to dreams is that the dream isn't the goal. The dream is the bonus. The beach house isn't the prize. You are the prize. The person that you own and embody and become in this process of creating that is the prize. And how good does that feel? Like you are what matters here. Like the evolution of you is what matters here. And in order to create anything on your vision board, you have to challenge yourself. You have to think new thoughts. You have to create new beliefs. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to hold failure and disappointment at the same time as excitement and satisfaction. And this is what the world needs right now. The world needs people that are willing to do this, this work. And I want you to ask yourself, like, who, who do you have to become to embody that? And I know that it, that might be a big question and a lot, but the, that process, that process of learning to embody that person that has the power to create that dream, that process is something that nobody can ever take away from you. And I, I just find that so, so exciting and empowering and liberating. And, you know, if nothing else from this conversation, I just want to let you know that whatever is going on in the world, in the outer world or in your own inner world, you're allowed to dream. If there's a pandemic, you're, you're allowed to dream. If you are going through a divorce, you are allowed to dream. If everyone around you thinks the world is ending, you are allowed to dream. If everyone around you is saying, be realistic, you are allowed to dream. If you have been diagnosed with mental health issues like depression and anxiety, you are allowed to dream. You can protect your nervous system and dream. You cannot hustle and dream. Okay. We can create our dreams and become the most amazing example of what's possible for humanity in the process. It's time to dream again. Okay. Your dreams are alive. So another tip I have is like, stop trying to make them make sense. They aren't supposed to make sense. And what you haven't achieved has nothing to do with what you will achieve. So I have like so many dreams. I dream about creating a path and a process that helps people come home to themselves in collapse time without having to go through like years and years and years of like everything that I went through. I dream about going to Madeira with my boyfriend. I dream about treating my doTERRA team to a trip to the Caribbean to celebrate huge growth on our team in a few years. I dream about an income goal that will help me circulate money and save thousands of cats and dogs in places like Egypt. I dream of owning a beautiful property on the water here in Canada. I dream of children learning how to garden at school instead of having more screen time. I dream of publishing a book. I dream of so many things. The list goes on and on and on. And what really lit this fire for this conversation was a question that one of my mentors asked me that snapped me right out of the rut, the holding pattern that I was in. And she said, what if your standard became the standard? Why not? Right? We need a standard. Like there's a standard that people have decided is normal or the acceptable or whatever that we all kind of calibrate to. So what if your standard became the standard? What if your dreams and like what you create in life, right? Because dreams are just something that we create. We're always creating. So why not consciously create them? 
What if what you create becomes the standard? Like, why not? What if you were the revolutionary that set that standard and everyone else around you calibrated to that? What would be possible? How would the world change because of that? It's the revolution and evolution we've been waiting for, my friend. And it can start with us. It's really simple. You just have to decide to go for it. So thank you so much for joining me here on the Earthling 101 podcast. And I can't wait to see what dreams you conjure up and create in 2022. Okay, since this is the first podcast of 2022 and we have just reignited our desire to dream, I just want to offer you two ways to speed up the process of what you want to create. The first way is through doTERRA. I really want to teach you how to learn and apply my simple, affordable methods for rapidly shifting your physical and your emotional health with the best natural and non-toxic products on the planet. So no more going through life like a zombie, no more settling for overwhelm and exhaustion. Let's teach your body to work the way that nature intended and take your wellness to the next level fast. So if you've never ordered anything with doTERRA, I want you to reach out to me. We're going to open you up an account and I'm going to tap you into all of my amazing customer support. If you have previously ordered doTERRA, but you have not ordered anything in at least six months, you are welcome to switch over to my team. It would be an honor to support you. So just send me a message on Instagram or shoot me an email. I'll include those in the show notes and we can chat about that. And the second way is if you're ready to kind of quantum leap. And this is through my one-on-one transformational coaching packages. And this is for someone where you know where you want to go, but you don't know how to unlock the goals in your mind and the dreams in your heart to actually make it happen. So I'm here to help you turn your light all the way on to fully own your power and to really consciously create all the dreams that are in your heart and waiting to be, you know, come into fruition. So you and me together for six months, um, let's blow your mind. I'd love for you to reach out to me about that as well. And I can't wait to just connect with so many of you this year on, you know, here on the podcast or via doTERRA or via my coaching programs. Um, Let's create some magic together. Thank you for joining me here on the Earthling 101 podcast. It would be so amazing if you would take a second to hit the subscribe button from wherever you're listening, or if you enjoyed the content, to leave a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or topics you'd like me to consider for future episodes, please visit me at my website, drlaurahughes.com, or on Instagram at drlaurahughes. 